Listen carefully. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he proclaimed. You, his servants, the descendants of Israel, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. So, a question Have you heard that before? Recently? Yeah, okay, so um, it's, it's Psalm 105. And um, it's from Psalm 105 um, and from that chapter, therefore, that we are taking our motto text for 2023. So why have a motto verse? I guess we do it um, to give us a special focus as a community of God's people together and we, we do it as a word to keep in mind and, and learn and to feed and encourage us as we follow Jesus. So who remembers our motto verse for 2022? Yes. Now, um, Steve said to me this year, I think we should have um, 2022 verse again. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. He says, I, I don't really think we've taken it on board. We should do it again till we take it on board. And I was sort of with him and I thought, but if we do it again, who's going to take it on board? And then will we stick to it next year and the year after? So when we came to discuss it on GLT, and somebody came up with this wonderful verse from Psalm 105, verse 4. We slightly, I'm slightly adapting it to make it um, what I think is a little bit easier to get hold of. So the words that we're using from Psalm 105, verse 4 are, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek him continually. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek him continually. What a beautiful verse to learn and to have in our, on our hearts and minds and to really try to aspire to. And, and how it matches um, last year's verse. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So... Question, what are the things that as human beings we search for in life? What are the things 
that as human beings, we want to seek out in life. I guess there are basic things that we need and that we look for and that we do our best to secure for ourselves. Material comforts, good health, friendship, education, though when we're at the age for education we often um, don't feel too happy about it. Some of us come back to it later. Marriage, intimacy, a home, a job, security. You might have other things to add. All really, really good things to seek, to search for, to find in life. And many don't find them or mess up in looking for them for various reasons. In a developed wealthy country like the UK, we are also under constant pressure from various groups to reach out for things that we actually neither want nor need and might never have heard of if we hadn't seen an advert for them. We are made to feel needs. We are made to want things by certain groups that are actually very often just preying on us. They want our money. Very interesting to go to some of the towns in Wales that are really down at heel. You don't see the adverts there. Or countries where there isn't very much money. You don't see advertising there. And then go into an airport and you will see massive advertising because people going into airports have money. And so we have pressures put on us. And in our Western secular materialistic society, by which I don't mean just seeking after wealth, but I mean believing that all there is is material and there's nothing else. We have very little encouragement to seek God. Perhaps indeed there is much discouragement, as our verse urges us to do. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek him continually. I guess that all those who are going for our money are urging us to go for short-term gains because they want us then to spend some more, you know, and some more. But very often, even in human things and the things that I mentioned at the beginning, things of greater value require longer, more persistent searching that often involves challenge. It involves persistence. It involves determination in overcoming barriers. And that's the sort of journey that this aspect of seeking God, 
which the Bible speaks of is about. And it's very interesting that the Bible is a book all about journeying. Literal physical journeying and journeying after God. From the time when Abraham in Genesis leaves his home to the last chapter of the Bible in Revelation where God's kingdom is established on earth. I think that the smallest sense that we might have of the possibility of God draws people to seek him. I know this is true in my own case. A sense as a teenager that there is a God or there's a very, very good chance that there is a God drove me to take a search for God seriously through all my questions and doubts. A glimpse of God makes us hungry to know him. Small knowledge of God leads to a desire to know him more. And yet, however much we know him, we are merely scratching the surface of who he is. Job 37. No one can look at the sun, bright as it is in the skies, after the wind has swept them clean. Out of the north he comes in glorious splendour. God comes in awesome majesty. The Almighty is beyond our reach and exalted in power. <coughs> Romans 11. Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his path beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has been his counsellor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. And yet, God does not hide himself from us. Paul says, preaching to a crowd of Greeks, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth. And does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. 
From one man he made all the earth and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek after him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. Though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as some of your poets have said, and he is quoting a Greek poet. We are all his offspring. Failure to see God is our failure to seek him. Discuss. When our life group met last Wednesday, we followed up Liz's two epiphany messages, which I thought were really great, about the wise men. And she sort of um, drew attention to the journey and the difficulty of their search, the knowledge that was required and that they had, the time and the energy that they gave to seeking out the Messiah. They were really up for the challenge. They were pushing through many unknowns and many dangers for a long time. But they persevered. And eventually they found the infant Messiah. And then last week she described how on finding him, they just simply worshipped. On finding him, they just simply worshipped. And as we thought about this in our life group, every member of the group had something to say about their experience of the living God through worship. It was really beautiful. It was amazing. I found it brilliant. We shared together what it is that helps us when we gather for worship on a Sunday. What it is that hinders our worship. Sung worship, good music, harmony, Featured significantly. And then somebody said, but what about life group? When we meet in life group, I really feel God's presence often. And we are worshipping him, but we're not singing at all. And then somebody else shared their experience of the presence of God when walking their dog in the countryside. And it was just so real. And then someone else told of their experience of God's presence in the kitchen. Worshipping aloud as a result of sensing God's presence. And the dog joining in. (laughs) And it was so authentic. And if you knew the people in our life group, you would know that the majority of them have massive, massive issues in their lives that they're dealing with. But everyone was in tune in thinking about this sense of worshipping God and experiencing God's presence in a very real way from time to time. And you know, I sit there 
and you can intellectualize and you can have academic discussion as much as you like. But you're sitting with a group of people and you look in their faces and you look at their response to each other and you think, golly, this is real. There's no denying this is real. Jeremiah says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. So the first 15 verses of Psalm 105 are part of a set of praise and worship. You know, we do sets, one song leading into another, sometimes without anything in between. David is bringing the ark to Jerusalem. He's going to set it up in a tent. They haven't yet built the temple. And the people are full of rejoicing and praise. They are full of joy. This is momentous. To them, they're sort of going to be bringing God to live with them. He's going to be at the heart of the people in Jerusalem. There is great rejoicing and praise. And David dances with joy before the Lord. I told Steve that um, I was going to mention this, and he said, I'm going to stand at the back, get in my boxer shorts, and dance to the front. <laughs> and look at him. Pretty poor show, Steve. Well, you know, we... <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, we don't want it, thank you. <laughs> so, so David takes the first 15 verses of Psalm 105, and then he takes all of Psalm 96, and that follows on. And then he takes bits and pieces from other psalms. And it all comes in one great big worship song. He's given it to the sons of Korah. It's the family that, that are the sort of professional musicians. And they've prepared some music from it. And I bet it's absolutely wonderful. Celebrating God's faithfulness to his covenant promises. The rescue from slavery in Egypt. The 40-year journey through the wilderness, which God provided for and strengthened his people, even though they were often completely unaware of his presence. That's the context of this verse that is our motto verse for 2023. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek him continually. So, how do we seek God? How do we seek God? Well, we've all got a good answers to this question. Firstly, through Jesus. And that's where this just fits in so well with the, the series on the Magi. And in the Anglican Church, they, they're keeping um, the Feast of Epiphany for four weeks. So today is Epiphany, and we're thinking about Epiphany, an experience of God, a realisation of who God is through seeking him. And we find it through Jesus. We come to God in repentance and trusting Jesus Christ as Saviour and Lord. It doesn't need to be a, you know, a massive emotional thing at all. It's a faith thing. Abraham, Moses, David and the rest of them looked forward to the coming of Messiah. He's mentioned so often in the Hebrew Bible. Our search for God is made so much easier because we know so much about Jesus. 
John says in the first chapter of his gospel, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Further on in the chapter, he says this, no one has ever seen God. But the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. And here's an epiphany moment described in John chapter 1 as well. Philip says to Nathaniel, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Paul says when he writes to the Corinthians, For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Serious seeking for God continually also means taking time to learn, read, meditate on scripture and to pray. It means being active in a local church, attending Sunday worship, being a member of a small group. Contributing to church life. It means sharing Christ, sharing God and serving others in practical ways. It means being in God's presence in the moment. <laughs> I'm, so when I'm doing this, preparing this sort of thing, I, I, I often have a bit of a mess about on Google. You, you need to be careful what you're doing with Google. We all know that. Um, I, 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 I put into Google, search for God. How do you search for God? And, um, and I got a site that, where the first thing was, um, you leave all the world stuff and you separate yourself from it and the sort of implication was you go into a monastery or a convent. Fine. I'm not going to argue against that. But what I'm going to say is it's about being in God's presence in the moment. It's about being in God's presence just where we are, whoever we're with, whatever we're doing. And I am going to say, because I am utterly convinced of the truth of it, that we can find Christ in the darkest places. We can find Christ in places of suffering. We can find Christ in the dirt. Because that's where he came to find us. And as we 
seek God and as we look into the face of Jesus Christ and find God through Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is so involved in all of that. It's about keeping in step with the Spirit. It's about being baptised by the Spirit into the body of Christ, and we use, tend to use different languages, and being filled with the Spirit. And often in using different language, we mean the same thing. We need continuous experiences of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And Jeremiah says, those who seek me will surely find me. And Hosea says, let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is sure as the dawn. He will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. So let's take on board this verse. 2023 and let's be serious about it and encourage each other in it seek the Lord and his strength seek him continually